0: You can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike.
1: Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 4 this morning, message entitled Outcast.
0: Verse 32, and
1: they were astonished at his teaching, for his word was with authority. Matthew and Mark clue us in that when when it says this, not as the scribes. It adds, not as the scribes. He teaches with authority, not like the scribes. Now you have to understand the scribes were the ones who normally taught on Sabbath days in the synagogues. These guys were teachers of the law, experts in the law. And they would come to the Sabbath on the Sabbath day and they would know all the, the, the Talmud and the Mishnah. They knew all the traditions and all the commentary on the law. So the law would be read like we talked about last time. They'd read through the law, seven, usually seven places in the law they would read on the Sabbath, and then one place in the prophets. And then the scribe would get up, and he would give the homily or the sermon. And basically, their sermons were something like this. Well, Rabbi Hillel says this, and Rabbi Shimei says that. And of course, what they were presenting was the liberal view and the conservative view. And they were kind of leaving it up to the people. You just believe what you want to believe about it. And of course, Gamaliel says this, and Rabbi Cohen might say that. And and so there was just really no substance to the way that they were teaching. But Jesus would just open the scriptures, and then he would just so plainly say, this is what it means. Read the scripture, say what it means, and what it means for you, and what action you should take in your life based on what we just read. And that was shocking to the people, because they'd never heard that before. Nobody's ever taught with authority where you just get up and not quote all the rabbis, and just say, this is what the word means. Because the Bible is authoritative in and of itself, is it not? It is the very word of God, and is sharper than any two-edged sword. It, it, it separates between the thoughts and the intents of your hearts, and it happens to you as it is read and as it is expounded. When we hear those things, it rips things apart inside, doesn't it? And we think about, man, I need to make things different. I need to change my life. Not everybody wants to hear that. Brother, he used to be a pastor in a church. He was short for that church, honestly, but he was in an elders meeting, and one of the ladies who was part of the church elder team in that church that he was a part of, she said, sometimes when you preach, I just feel like I'm not living right. That was her her, her assessment of him, and he's like, well, you know, that's good. <laughs> she didn't think so. He was quickly out. But they're astonished with his teaching because he teaches us one with authority. Pastor Chuck Smith used to always teach us Simply teach the word, simply. And, and when he said that, he means verse by verse, chapter by chapter, line upon line, precept upon precept, book by book, going through the Bible, because it takes a whole Bible to make a whole Christian to reach the whole world. And so we learn the word of God, and as it goes into our hearts and minds, it changes who we are fundamentally. But well, there was some problems within this church, in this synagogue. Verse 33, it says, Now in the synagogue there was a man who had a spirit of an unclean demon, and he, tried, he cried out with a loud voice saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. So, so Jesus teaches in the synagogue, and all of a sudden this guy in the middle of his message cries out, I know who you are. Leave us alone. Usually in the case, in this case, when somebody yells out or cries out in the middle of a sermon, it has something to do with a demon, right? So Jesus is, He knows exactly what's happening. But this isn't just a demon. This is a demon that needs a bath. He's an unclean demon. I don't know what that means. It has the spirit of an unclean demon. You- you read about unclean spirits and you read about demons, but this one must be particularly nasty. And, and there's a- there's a few problems here. Now first, what kind of teaching on Sabbath mornings, was happening within that synagogue that this guy was just going unharmed and felt comfortable being in church every Sabbath day. What was happening in that in that church, in that synagogue? I mean, he just felt comfortable. Second is, he says, leave us alone. Does that mean him and the guy that he was possessing? Or does that mean that there were other demons within the church that were there that were not liking what Jesus was saying? that's kind of scary and so we have this message that he says let us alone let us alone to what let us alone to do whatever we want to do let us alone to live the life that we want to live the lifestyle that we want to live we don't want you here telling us how we ought to live or challenging us or making us feel uncomfortable what are you doing here let us alone i don't know if you you picked this up but this is the this is the message that's going forth in our country right now. Let us alone. Let us do what we want to do. Let us have our way. It shouldn't escape our notice that this is a demonic message. And it is filling our airwaves and it is filling our culture and it has become quite the thing in just the last year or or year and a half. As you can coincide that with world events that have taken place. Christians in, in cities having a concert, and then being attacked by protesters, bricks thrown, people injured, and the police not willing to do anything about it. Why? Because the world does not like Christians. I was watching the news the other night. Okay, I only watch one hour a week on Thursday. It's like my set time. It's the only TV I watch. One hour. I'm, I'm, I'm repenting of it. I'm, I used to watch a lot more. But last Thursday... I was watching the news for my one hour and I saw a lady come on and she said, well, basically they showed the, this video clip of her in her school board meeting. She was a teacher in the school board meeting and she was saying, I quit because apparently in the, in the equity training that they've been doing in her school, they singled out, they said that it's, it's white Christian women that have too much influence in our school and that has to change. And she says, if that's true, then I'm an offense to you. And, you know, and that's, of course, that's racist and that's also bigoted and it's religious discrimination. And yet this is exactly what they're pushing on people. And she says, I quit and it ended up going viral. And so she was on the news talking about that. You know, it's, it's crazy what's happening in our world. Let us alone. Let us educate your kids without any Jesus. Let us affirm our lives, affirm our lifestyles so that we won't, feel threatened by you or or we'll cancel you or we'll throw bricks at you or we will scream in your face this is what our culture is coming to we don't want jesus we don't want him to affect us don't tell us we're wrong don't tell us that you don't agree with our lifestyle and, and yet it's ironic and, and this is why it's ironic guys because as christians and i hope this is true of every single one of you as christians we love the marginalized we love the outcast. We love the poor. We love the rejected. We love the sinner, the drug addict, the transgender, the homosexual, the fornicator, the racist, the bigot, the rebel. We love them. And because we love them because they're created in the image of God. And as Christians, we should be able to put our arm around any single person, whoever they might be, and say, I love you. I don't agree with your lifestyle. But I'm not going to force it on you. I'm not going to force my lifestyle on you. And I'm not going to force you to agree with me. But I love you and what you're doing is wrong. But in our culture today, it's not good enough. They want to be told that they are good and that we approve of their lifestyle. We know they are not good. We know. Why do we know? Because we used to be them. We used to be homosexuals and we used to be drug addicts and we used to be sinners. But we were washed and we were clean. That's what Paul says. He talks about that. The drunkard, the sexually immoral, the the homosexual. He he lists that list and he says, and such were some of you, but you were washed and you were clean. And we we just have a message of hope because we know what Jesus did for us. And so we want them to have it too. We're not going to force it on them. They're not going to shove it down their throat but they don't want to hear. Leave us alone. We don't want to hear what you have to say. We don't want you to even have a voice in this free speech country. We're going to cancel you and we're going to close you down. This is what things are coming to, and it's the same voice that was in the synagogue on that Sabbath day. Let us alone, Jesus of Nazareth. Did you come to destroy us? That's what this demon would say. He knows he has an expiration date. He knows that his time is short. And that Jesus is going to come and he is coming back to bring righteousness and judgment upon the earth. And so time is short. We don't have time to mess around. We don't have time to say it's not my problem. It is important that we as Christians understand that judgment is coming. He came just like we talked about last time. He came to proclaim the acceptable day of the Lord and then he paused at that comma and the day of vengeance of our God was the next exact line after that In Isaiah 61, verse 2, the day of vengeance of our God, that's what's coming next, and there's no time to waste. We look at this stuff happening, and we're like, oh my goodness, what's going on? And we get a little freaked out about it. But remember, guys, these things must come to pass. These things must come to pass. We need to keep our eye on the prize. We need to keep our eye on what's important, that Jesus is coming back.
0: Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there.